You know what I thought about some more after this Alabama-Arkansas game? I owe a couple of dudes some apologies, and I'm going to give it to them right here, live, recorded on this podcast. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. Texas A&M hate week. It is, and we got plenty of time to get to Texas A&M, and we're going to do that. But I talked about it in the intro. I am going to live record it, uh, going to uh, give um, some mea culpas, and I'm going to uh, give some apologies. And my first and foremost goes to Kool-Aid McKinstry. Uh, all soon as JoJo Earl got hurt, and soon as it was announced that Kool-Aid would be the number one punt returner, I doubted it. I said, this doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, I, I do, Yes, he is a playmaker, but I don't think of him as an elusive punt returner. Uh, maybe I'm too enamored with the Javi Arenas, David Palmer type returners, Arvin Richard. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Let me take that one out. Um, maybe I'm, um, I'm too enamored with those type guys. Kool-Aid is, is bigger, lankier, um, different than those cats. Man, I couldn't have been more wrong. That's why Nick Saban gets paid the big bucks. Kool-Aid has been amazing as a punt returner. Um, he's second in the country, I believe, which I'm like, who in the free flopping world is ahead of Kool-Aid in returning punts? The only thing he hadn't done is return one all the way for a touchdown. That's it. Um, and that's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Could happen this Saturday. In fact, I predict it this Saturday. First big prediction of the weekend. But Jimmy, I owe Kool-Aid an apology. Also, want to throw out there. I don't owe these guys an apology necessarily, but um, we didn't talk about them the other day. Jaheim Otis was named 24-7 freshman of the week or whatever, or, or all freshman team for the week or something. Um, he played a magnificent game, did a great job on that attempted two-point conversion on Arkansas's last touchdown. Um, and Kobe Prentice and JoJo Earl, we didn't even bring those two guys up. Uh, Kobe Prentice with his first touchdown. Congrats on that. And then uh, JoJo Earl, first touch of the year, goes for six. How about those apples? Uh, very exciting. You know, JoJo and Kool-Aid to me are sort of, uh, uh, you know, we can talk about them together because I, I got the impression that when Coach Saban said, you know, JoJo was out, we knew that, and that Kool-Aid would be the punt returner, and he was pretty adamant that there was only going to be one, that it was going to be Kool-Aid. Uh, I got the strong impression from Coach Saban that this was going to be temporary, that Kool-Aid was a placeholder until JoJo got back because JoJo's the punt returner on this team. Kool-Aid has been so good, I don't think you can change back. And it's it's no shot at jo JoJo's probably outstanding. Uh, I'm really excited to see JoJo in, in that role at some point. But I think it's going so well with Kool-Aid, it would be crazy to change. Uh, not that, again, I'm, I'm high on JoJo as a punt returner, but Kool-Aid has been spectacular. I mean spectacular. Like Luke said, it's hard for me to imagine that there's anybody in the country any better than this than uh, Kool-Aid is right now. Excellent uh, blocking up front. We've schemed it well. We've we blocked it well. We've coached it well. Uh, yeah, excited about that. And of course, JoJo back in the wide receiver mix. Uh, 
I think he only played about 20 snaps this past Saturday against Arkansas. I think you're going to see more snaps from him going forward uh, now that he's proven that he's not only healthy but can be a big contributor. And uh, while I think Alabama's wide receiver problems are, are still a big issue and a big thing going forward, I like now that we have six. It seems to me like we have six. We have three veteran sort of possession guys, Treshawn Holden, Ja'Cory Brooks, and Jermaine Burton. And we have three playmaking vertical young guys, Kobe Prentice, Isaiah Bond, JoJo Earl. I think between those six, Luke, we can cobble together an adequate wide receiver core. And, and I agree. Um, but some of them are going to have to pick it up. Look, Ja'Cory Brooks had a wonderful game against Vanderbilt. Just, I mean, we used him. It, it was Ja'Cory Brooks on an entire drive one time. But this past weekend, Bryce rolls out, gets in trouble, zips a pass. I mean, just throws a dart right to Brooks. Goes through his hands, hits his face mask. Um, again, I, it's, it's forgivable if you're a true freshman. He's not a true freshman anymore, though, and he's um, – He's made big plays. You got to come up with that catch. Treshawn Holden uh, missed some good passes this past weekend. So, you know, I'm ready for somebody to step up to be the guy we can truly, truly, truly depend upon. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm not sure. I mean, I really thought going into the year that guy would be Burton. I really thought so. And I'm, I'm, I, again, I never want to use the word disappointed. I certainly don't want to use it yet. I mean, we're, we're just five games into this. Burton did have a pretty good game that first week. Um, I, I really thought Jermaine Burton would be the John Mechie of this group. And by that, I mean the guy that's going to get the most targets, the most catches, be our go-to guy. Hadn't really worked out that way. Then it might be Holden. Then it might be Brooks. Now the young guys have stepped up. I guess if you don't have one guy, Luke, the next best thing is to have a pretty large group. Hey, and I'll tell you this, it is tough to defend an offense that uh, doesn't, ha doesn't, doesn't have a go-to guy. If Bryce spreads it around to all six receivers and the tight end and the two, the two main backs, that is a very tough offense to defend. But all of those receivers have to do a better job of getting open and catching the ball, every one of them. Yeah, I agree. A couple other just quick notes here. Uh, shout out to Jace McClellan for one of the more heads up plays of the year so far. When the ball was fumbled on third down, Bryce tried to land on it, didn't get it. Jace just picked it up and was able to get a first down. That was a very heads up play. And I think we we may have scored. I think we scored on that drive. So, I mean, that, that was a, a fantastic play. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I don't think we punted while Bryce was in the game. I mean, I, I, I really uh, divide this game up into three acts. It's kind of like a play, and there's three acts. And the first act was the the Bryce Young start. Bryce, I don't think we punted. Uh, the only drive that didn't work out was an interception at the goal line, which wasn't really Bryce or Holden's fault. It's sort of either a bad call, no call, but 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 the bump on Holden, you know, ruined the timing on the play, and they ended up making a, a, a very athletic interception. But I'm just saying, when Bryce the Bryce start was big time, and Alabama got off to a big lead. Uh, the second act of the play wasn't so good. It was the what I would call the inevitable Arkansas run. Uh, Arkansas is too good to get their butt kicked at home, even by Alabama. This is a quality team that may, might win eight games, nine games, might even win ten games this season. They're really good, 
and there was going to be a run. And it happened right in the middle of the game. And it was 23 to nothing, that run. It was, it was it, you know, a lot of bad Alabama play mixed in there. But give credit to Arkansas for fighting back. The third act is the Jalen Milrow finish, uh, highlighted by the Milrow run, the Gibbs run, and the Gibbs run, which featured excellent athletic plays by those two guys, but also fantastic blocking up front. But it really turned into a, a solid three-act play. Uh, Bryce, uh, unstoppable Bryce. Uh, the inevitable Arkansas run and the Jalen Milrow finish. Got a new sponsor I want to tell everybody about, and that's Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. I do. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Here's why I love it. It's it's just so easy. It's so easy to get set up. It's uh, very economical and uh, they always make you feel safe. And look, I got a six year old daughter and um, it's just one of those things you always want to feel like your, your family safe. And so Simply Safe has always been that way for me. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com backslash locked on college. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com backslash locked on college to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Um, all right, Jimmy. Let's talk about some more of the SEC just for the heck of it, and then we're going to talk a little bit about Alabama and the NFL in the third segment. Um, so LSU, Auburn goes up 17-0 again. Uh, they get a double-digit lead in the first half, and they end up losing. They don't score in the second half. This this Auburn thing is is getting out of bounds. Um, Harson is dead man walking if there's ever been a dead man walking. I mean, he can't survive this at all. And I do not understand – what is taking so long? Uh, I guess they just don't want an interim to take the bludgeoning they're about to take at Georgia and at Ole Miss, and then let the new guy take over after the bye week. Maybe that's it. Um, meanwhile, I, I thought LSU looked rather pedestrian. I do think it's kind of funny that Jalen Milrow almost get hurt sliding, and Jalen Daniels does get hurt sliding in that Auburn game. Ole Miss, Kentucky. Dude, if you don't feel bad for Kentucky just a little bit, I like Lane Kiffin. I really do. I like Lane Kiffin a lot. And, I mean, I'm pulling for Ole Miss to do well when they're not playing us. But, boy, I mean, Kentucky, two two big-time turnovers deep in Ole Miss territory where you probably win the game if you convert either one of them. And one time you do score a touchdown, but you weren't set correctly. That's just – that's downtown. And, um, you know, otherwise, uh, A&M, they look stinky bodinky. We'll be talking about them all week. But, uh, boy, they look like they're mailing it in, right? You know, uh, A&M has played really bad pretty much the whole season because, yeah, they have the two bad losses. I mean, a loss to Appalachian State's bad period, then then a loss to Mississippi State where, you know, the score is really bad. So that's two losses. But they should have lost to Arkansas. I mean, they should have lost to Arkansas. I mean, they, they, they were just lucky not to have lost to Arkansas. Frankly, they were pretty lucky to to have beaten Miami, uh, you know, who I thought sort of outplayed them, you know, in the game. And somehow A&M gets a win. They certainly didn't have a lot of offense there. 
against the Hurricanes, they haven't been good at all. The only thing I'll point out that's a little scary is last year, prior to the Alabama game, A&M hadn't looked good in those games either. I mean, so this is hopefully won't be two years in a row where they've just been terrible and then they come to life like Frankenstein's monster against Alabama. Uh, but it, that's just kind of hard to imagine with the way A&M is playing right now and with their quarterback situation. Uh, Max Johnson got hurt against Mississippi State. I have not confirmed, or, you know, in terms of what his health situation is going forward. Is Alabama going to be playing Max? Is Alabama going to be playing against Haynes King? Uh, I don't know. But A&M has been bad. Look, Auburn, uh, I'll give Auburn this. I expected them to lose to LSU something like 35 to nothing. The fact they didn't shows me that they haven't quit. They're trying. They just don't have much to fight back with. And their second half record under Harson has been abysmal, though not surprising. And uh, yeah, Kentucky really sort of barfed that one up. But but I, I didn't like. I, I thought Levis was targeted on on a fumble that they probably should have reversed because of that. But regardless of that, one thing I knew going into Ole Miss Kentucky, I was certain about proof truth. I knew that game would come down to the end. That that that's two teams right now that are playing really well that just do not want to lose. And it was at Ole Miss. And, hey, if that game was at Kentucky, I think Kentucky wins it. But it was at Ole Miss, so Ole Miss won it. Uh, two good teams. I'm not sure either one belong in the top ten, but uh, but both teams are good. Jerry, one other thing that I failed to mention in our last video, I'm almost positive of this. Our last video was our 200th YouTube video. So 200th YouTube. Yeah, now we've done a gazillion podcast audio right. in our 200th YouTube. So you know whenever we meet, reach a milestone like that, what it calls for. All right, that's enough no, of that. <laughs> uh, that's the, I hope everybody could hear that. I don't even know. I don't know how audio works. Um, but uh, let me go ahead and tell everybody uh, about Bet Online now. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. You gotta love you some Bet Online. There's no doubt about it. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find, including Bama A&M coming up this weekend. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, golf, whatever you want, frisbee, golf, froth whatever they call it, they probably got it all. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, let's talk a little bit about Bama in the NFL as I pull up the uh, latest article um, from uh, AL.com, which sort of ran through this. Josh Jacobs, hey, hey, have a day, Josh Jacobs. I mean, 144 yards and two touchdowns against the Broncos on a day, by the way, when Jerry Judy also scores a touchdown from Russell Wilson. Um, I, I, I'm off the top. First of all, Patrick Sertan may have had the best defensive back day as he shadowed Devontae Adams all day long, but he didn't get an interception. But you know who did? Minka Fitzpatrick. You know who did? Eddie Jackson. Um, Marlon Humphrey. And there's one other Alabama defensive back who got an interception, and his name's escaping me, but I'm going to find it while you talk about some of these other guys. And Derrick Henry, by the way, passed over 7,000 yards for his career, and Mark Ingram passed 8,000 yards for his career. How about that? 
every Sunday, it is a Bama Palooza. If you enjoy watching Alabama players in the NFL, this is your time to be alive. I mean, just flip on any NFL game on Sundays, and there's an Alabama guy who's not only on the team, uh, he's probably on the field, and he's probably a significant player. Unbelievable what Nick Saban has built. It's gone beyond anyone's wildest imagination. Uh, it's historical, uh, and, and sadly, it'll probably never be like this again. So enjoy it, enjoy it while while it's this good, which is just ridiculous. And soon, you know, we, we've already got more than 53 players in the NFL, which means there's there's more than enough Alabama guys to build an entire team in the NFL. Uh, pretty soon, we're soon to have 22 all pros, maybe 22 of them being good enough to make the all pro team. Uh, that That's that, that's where where this is that's where this is headed. Trayvon Diggs is the other one who had an interception. I shouldn't be shocked by that. He's played 32 regular season NFL games and has 16 picks. That's that's insane. That's insane. That's almost one every other game. Yeah, I mean it's exactly one every other game. <laughs> yeah. Good math by you. Um, <laughs> Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen both had sacks. Um, you know. I, I, I'm just trying to look through here quick. How about J.K. Scott averaged 46.3 yards a punt? One thing that confused the heck out of me forever, forever confused me, is is why he's not still the punter in Green Bay. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, I, I, I mean, what J.K. was doing well, and then he's not the. That two things will confuse me forever, and, and one of them's Auburn. J.K. Scott not being the forever punter in Green Bay and Daniel Carlson not being the forever kicker in Minnesota. <laughs> How those two got cut from those teams, I'll never know. But they're both kicking butt with their current employers. Yeah, it is. That's that's silly. Jalen Hurts had another big game and in just a torrential downpour. I watched that game because it was just interesting. I mean, there was a, a lot of some subplots there. Um, uh, God, Clemson uh, Sunshine, Clemson's former Trevor. quarterback, Trevor, Trevor. Lawrence. Was uh, was the QB for the first time in NFL history? He lo- uh, somebody lost four fumbles in a game, and it's him. And if you remember, he was the quarterback who torched us back in 2000, and I guess it was the 2019 national championship game, but 2018 season. And Jalen Hurts played against him there late. You know, we threw Jalen Hurts into the Wolves late in that game, and um, Hurts is looking really good. And I'd say Sunshine is doing okay. But he's not really lighting the world on fire. Um, and then Devontae Smith only had, a, what, three catches, I think. But, again, torrential uh, rains. It, it sort of hurt any idea for um, for a, a good passing game. Minka Fitzpatrick uh, did have a, uh, a pick six, which was awesome. Again, just – you know, so much to be excited about. I love the fact that I got my man cave finished. I got an 85-inch TV and two 55-inch TVs on either side in, the, in like this, this big basement we have. And um, I, I love the fact that I still have DirecTV and the, uh, uh, the, the NFL ticket because every game, I mean, every game, it seems like there's an Alabama dude to watch. And so, I mean, I, I just – I stay glued to it. I mean, it – it has made me fat because I don't get out in this beautiful weather and I'm, I have a vitamin D deficiency because I'm not getting any sunshine. But I mean, I, you know, that being said, I'm in loving it. The weather is awesome. And by the way, for those uh, attending Alabama, Texas A&M this weekend, 72 and sunny, uh, cool in the morning, cool after, uh, you know, after kick, it's going to be cool and not cold. 
It's going to be sunny and 72 during the heat of the day. This is your Chamber of Commerce, beautiful Alabama football. So even if you don't have a ticket, just come to campus, check it out. It's going to be a great, exciting atmosphere all day long. And the game everybody's been talking about all summer, uh, pretty hilarious that this is the game the college football world has been talking about since May and college game day, though, had to go to Lawrence, Kansas. TCU at Kansas has to be, and I get it. I get it. They should be there. But, gosh, who saw that coming? Who had that on their bingo card? Uh, by the way, congratulations to Jameer Gibbs for being the SEC Offensive Player of the Week. I mean, no-brainer of no-brainers. Um, I do have one last question. Um, are you rooting for Tennessee or LSU this weekend? I guess I'm going to root for Tennessee. Um, I think Tennessee's going to win. I think Tennessee's going to okay. win. Hurdle, so who I'm rooting for? I mean, I know it's tough to beat LSU. Uh, it's tough to beat SEC teams on the road. I don't think Tennessee is yet a, 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 an elite program in the sense that Alabama is and that Georgia is. But uh, Tennessee's going to score. They'll score anywhere. I think they'll score in Baton Rouge, and I don't know that LSU can score and keep up with them because LSU's offense is so questionable. Uh, of course, Tennessee's defense is questionable too. But uh, I just like Tennessee to score maybe uh, 30, thir between 30 and 35. I, I just don't know that LSU can get up that high against air. So I, I think Tennessee wins, and it will set up a monster showdown in Knoxville, uh, undefeated probably by then top seven, top six, top eight, Tennessee versus uh, maybe number one Alabama. Uh two undefeated teams in the third Saturday in October. I bet it's been a while since both Alabama and Tennessee were undefeated uh, in that game. Um, I wonder if game day would go back to Tennessee after being there for Tennessee, Florida. My guess is yes, uh, yeah. because it's, it, it, if, if it's undefeated, two top 10 teams, and they know they're going to get that atmosphere, you know, in Knoxville. High-fleeting high offenses. Yeah, yeah. My guess is yes. All right, buddy. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Appreciate you guys for making us your first listen. You guys are the absolute best. Thank you so much. Please keep subscribing to the podcast. We appreciate you a ton. We had the biggest month we've ever had last month, we were just told. So that's wonderful. Please keep it up. We enjoy you guys. We hope you enjoy us. Until then, roll tide. Roll tide.